1: Heaven is not a watered down version of the greatest moments on earth. The greatest moments on earth are a glimpse of greater things to come.
0: Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us look past the trials of today to the glory waiting for us in eternity.
1: Heaven, a place of feasting and fellowship, a place of activities and worship. Dare I say it, heaven is a place of fun, a celebration, This is the day when the lost are found This is the day for a new beginning Amazing grace how sweet the sound Can you hear all the angels
0: are singing This is the day, the day when life begins When we have something enjoyable to look forward to tomorrow it makes the stresses of today a little easier to take Have you noticed that? It's all about perspective. And today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us adopt a biblical perspective on the challenges of today. It's a message called Why Do Christians Have to Suffer? We'll look ahead to our everlasting reward and let that give us encouragement for the temporary pain and opposition we face today.
1: Heaven. I love to talk about heaven. I love to think deeply about heaven. Why? It's my future destination as a Christian. And it's yours as well. What will we see when we arrive in heaven? What will we do when we finally get to heaven? The reason I bring this topic up is here before us in the book of Acts is a story of a man who went to heaven and returned. He's the Apostle Paul. He was given a glimpse of glory. And we've had little glimpses of glory in our lives. You know, those special moments, you know, you're with family or friends, or you watch the greatest sunset or the greatest sunrise, or you see a rainbow. Man, if you ever get tired of rainbows, something's wrong with you. And I found that I can't photograph a rainbow. I'll pull my phone out and the phone never gives a representation of what I saw with my own eyes. So last Sunday I was visiting our church on Maui, Harvest Kumalani, And I was having dinner one night uh, with uh, Jim Felchner who is the campus pastor. And he told me there is more whales here right now. Not in the church but in the water. There is more whales uh, in the waters of Maui than any other time. It's a great time to go whale watching. I said, I wish I could go. He says, there's a guy in the church who has a boat. Maybe he'll take you out. And sure enough, that guy did take us out. His name is Steve, and we're thankful for that. But you know, all these beautiful things, these are God's creation. And they remind us that something greater is coming. Heaven is not a watered-down version of the greatest moments on earth. The greatest moments on earth are a glimpse of greater things to come. Heaven will be your greatest dreams realized and even more. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit later, but we come to the second section of the book of Acts now. Here are the apostles. In this case, it's Paul and Barnabas. Remember Barnabas, he was the guy who encouraged people. So here they arrive at Lystra. Acts 14, verse eight. While they were at Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet, He had been that way from birth, so he had never walked. He was sitting and listening as Paul preached. Looking straight at him, Paul realized he had faith to be healed and he called to him in a loud voice, stand up. The man jumped to his feet and started walking. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in their local dialect, these men are gods in human form. (laughs) They decided that Barnabas was the Greek god Zeus and Paul was Hermes. So we'll stop there. So now that people go on to offer sacrifices to Paul and Barnabas, Paul stops them, you guys. We're here to tell you that there's a God in heaven to worship, we are not gods. We're turning you to the true God. Now here's the amazing thing. They face opposition. From who? From their religious opponents. Verse 19, some Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium uh, and won the crowds to their side. They stoned Paul and drug him out of town thinking he was dead, but the believers gathered around him and he caught up and went back into the town. Wow, people can be fickle, can't they? <laughs> One moment they're worshiping you, the next moment they're stoning you because these outside folks whip them up into a frenzy. They stone him. And they leave him for dead, Acts 14, 19. They stoned Paul, drug him out of town, thinking he was dead. But the believers gathered around him. He got up and went back into the town. Many commentators believe that this is the moment that Paul was killed and raised from the dead. Why do we believe that? Well, there has to be a moment where Paul died. Because Paul talks about it, and we're gonna read the verse in a moment in 2 Corinthians 12. Was this the moment? I personally think it was. Many commentators think it was as well. He died and was raised from the dead. I wonder how that played out. So here's Paul. He's stoned. And by the way, it was horrible to be stoned. Painful. It could last for a while. Awful way to die. And so Paul dies and he's in heaven and he's standing before God. And the Lord says, welcome to heaven, Paul. Well done, good and faithful servant. Um, I have some good news and bad news. (laughs) You say, Greg, where is this in the Bible? It's not in the Bible, I'm just saying this could have happened. Okay, Lord, what's the good news? The good news is, Paul, you're coming back again. Really? Again, where where am I going? That brings me to the bad news. There's some believers down there praying over your dead body that you would be resurrected. Paul says to the Lord, don't listen to them, they're sinners. (laughs) No, no, Paul, I actually want to bring you back again. I have some things for you to do still. In fact, quite a few things. No, Lord, I don't want to go back. Listen to this. No one who is in heaven right now, if given the choice, would want to return to earth again. Don't feel sorry for your loved ones that are in heaven. Feel sorry for you because you're still here. Right? You're having some great experience. I don't know, a birthday or... You got a cool gift. Oh, I wish my loved one was here. They're like in the presence of God Almighty with angels singing. I think they're pretty good, okay? I know you wish they're, and I'm not making fun of that because I've felt that many times. You wish they were here with you because you miss them. But just know, they're really good. And uh, you'll see that one day for yourself. We all will. It's great
0: to have you joining us today for a new beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the U.S. Today, Pastor Greg is in Acts chapter 14 with a message called Why Do Christians Have to Suffer?
1: So Paul is raised again from the dead, possibly right here. And now we read about what he saw. Go over to 2 Corinthians 12. Paul says, It's doubtless not profitable for me to boast. In other words, I'm not gonna brag about this. I'll come to visions and revelations in the Lord. I knew a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body, I don't know, whether out of the body, again, I don't know, God knows, such a man was caught into the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether he was in the body or out of the body, I don't know, God knows. But he was called and caught up to paradise. He heard things so astounding they cannot be expressed in words, things no human is allowed to tell. I love the way Paul approaches this. Yeah, I knew this guy. In the body, out of the body, I don't even know. He's talking about himself. He's trying not to boast. People are hard to not boast that you've been to heaven, right? Yeah, I've been to heaven. Notice he didn't write a book about it. What's with that? <laughs> Paul didn't even write a chapter. He says the things I heard, I can't even really describe them to you. The third heaven, where's that? Well, I think the first heaven is probably just what we see when we walk outside. The sky, the clouds, the atmosphere surrounding our earth. The second heaven, outer space, the planets, the galaxies, the stars. The third heaven, that's a dwelling place of God and the future destination of believers is a third heaven way, 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 way out there? I don't think it's necessarily far out there. I think it's simply another dimension. And it may be closer than you realize. We talked about this when we spoke of angels. Angels and demons are coexisting with us right now. Just as there's a physical world, there's a spiritual world. Just as there is a natural world, there's a supernatural world. So is heaven just right next to us? I don't know where it is. Paul was caught into the third heaven. He uses the word paradise. It was paradise. That's a word that is used three times in the Bible to indicate the future life. Jesus used this word when he spoke to that criminal on the cross crucified next to him. Jesus' first statement from the cross was, Father forgive them for they know not what they do. And right on the spot, that hardened criminal believed in Jesus and he turned to the Lord and said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in what? Paradise, that's the word. Boy, talk about being at the right place at the right time. That guy, huh? Deathbed conversion, for sure. He believed and joined Jesus in paradise. It's also used in uh, the book of Revelation chapter two to describe our future dwelling place, but it can be translated the royal garden of a king. Think of a palatial, massive estate with a beautifully uh, manicured garden. Paul says it was like that. Incredible. And then he says in verse four, I heard things so astounding they cannot be expressed in words, things no human is allowed to tell. Know this. Heaven is a place of sight and sound. The King James Bible uses the word heaven 582 times in 550 different places. Heaven is a real place. You gotta think of it that way because that's what it is. Heaven is as real as any city you would go to. D.L. Moody, the great evangelist, once said, quote, heaven is as much a place as Chicago. It's a destination. It's a locality, end quote. Jesus said, I go to prepare a what for you? A place, it's a place. Remember, heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. So whatever you're going through right now is preparation for something else. You know, we love to quote Romans 8.28 and so we should. How many of you have memorized Romans 8.28? Oh, six of you, very good. (laughs) You know, the rest of you should do so because that is a great go-to verse. I think more of you know it. We know that all things work together for good to those that love God and are the called according to His purpose. But then verse 29 really helps us understand the whole concept. For whom God did foreknow, He also did predestined to be conformed into the image of His own dear Son. Let's put it together. We know that all things work together for good to those that love God and are the called according to His purpose and whom God foreknew he predestined them to be conformed to the image of his own dear son. Allow me to paraphrase it. Whatever you go through in life is preparing you to be more like Jesus. Right? So that's the big picture. We tend to interpret Romans 8.28 through a narrow lens. Well, this means that good will come out of the bad and sometimes that happens. In fact, a lot of times, despite the bad, God will do something good, Right? But then there are times that for on us when a bad thing happens to us, and we can't see anything good coming out of it. and we say, "So where's Romans 8:28 now. Romans 8:28 is saying, "Read verse 29, whom he foreknew, He called to be conformed into the image of Jesus. God is changing you and preparing you. Why? Because through many tribulations we will enter the kingdom of God. Heaven a place of feasting and fellowship, a place of activities and worship. Dare I say it? Heaven is a place of fun, a celebration, and that puts your present suffering in context. So Paul continues on. So I knew this guy, whether in the body, out of the body, I don't know, basically, I'm talking about myself, I'm just trying to be humble about it. He was caught up into the third heaven, what he, really me, what I saw, I can't even put it into words, okay. And now he makes this statement. Therefore I have cheerfully made up my mind to be proud of my weaknesses, because they mean a deeper experience of the power of Christ. I can even enjoy weaknesses, suffering, persecutions, and difficulties for Christ's sake, for my weakness makes me strong in Him. Get it? Oh, so all suffering is not bad. Oh, so adversity can actually be used by God. So this thing I'm going through right now that makes no sense is actually making me more like Jesus and getting me ready for the afterlife. And God can actually use it. It could even be a tool for me to help other people. Now I'm starting to understand and I can even rejoice in it. Let me end with this. One day we'll enter the afterlife. We decide in this life where we will spend the afterlife. And I want to ask you in closing, do you have absolute certainty that you will go to heaven when you die? As I said earlier, heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Listen to this. You don't go to heaven to find Christ. You go to Christ to find heaven. Go to Christ to find heaven. It is through Jesus and only Jesus that we will get to heaven. Oh, I know. That's kind of controversial now. Too bad. Bible hasn't changed. He is the way to the Father. There is no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes of the Father but by me. Are you ready? You know, when I I fly, um, you have to go through a lot of things now. Oh, it's just horrible flying. They make it so miserable. And then airline food, that is an oxymoron. Airline food, it's not food. But anyway, you buy your ticket, you reserve your seat, you board your plane, you reach your destination, you deplane, but you can't just walk down to the airport, skip security, do whatever you want, board whatever plane you want, take whatever seat you want. That's not gonna happen. And in the same way, you can't just say, well, I'm gonna go to heaven. I'm a good person. You're a good person on the basis of what and compared to who? You're not good enough, I can tell you. That's why Christ died on the cross for you 2,000 years ago and shed his blood. You have to admit you're a sinner. You have to admit you're a sinner and turn from that sin and put your faith in Jesus and then you can know you'll go to heaven. So as we close right now, I want to extend an invitation for you to get ready, for you to ask Jesus to come into your life and if you've not done this yet, it right here, right now. Let's all pray. Father, I thank you for your word to us. I thank you for your promise of forgiveness. It will come to Jesus. So we ask now that you will speak to the hearts of any here who do not yet know you, help them to come to you, and believe in you right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie, with an important prayer today on A New Beginning. And if you'd like to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg would love to help you do that right now.
1: Maybe as you've been listening to this message, you've thought, I wish I could come into this relationship with God. I just don't know how. Let me tell you how you can come into a relationship with God right here, right now. First of all, you need to recognize you need God. You need to admit you're a sinner. I know some people choke on that word, but the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But then you need to recognize that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died on the cross for your sin. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then you need to believe in Jesus. Jesus put it this way, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, and whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You might ask, how does one believe in Jesus? To believe means to put your faith and trust in Christ, in Christ alone, and to receive him into your life as your own friend, Savior, and Lord. The Bible says, For as many as received him, He gave them the power to become sons of God. Would you like to receive Christ? And by that I mean, would you like to ask Jesus to enter into your life and be your Savior, your friend, your Lord? If so, you can just pray this prayer after me. It's a simple prayer. You can pray it out loud if you would like, or you could pray it in the quietness of your heart. But if you want Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sin. If you want to go to heaven when you die, or maybe you want to make a recommitment to the Lord, just pray this prayer after me now. Pray these words if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin. I turn now from my sin, and I ask you to come into my life and forgive me of all of my sin. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing this prayer. And thank you for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, I want to congratulate you and say, welcome to the family of God.
0: That's right. And we have some follow-up materials ready to help you as you begin this new relationship with the Lord. We call it our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll answer many of the questions you may have. So if you've prayed along with Pastor Greg today, let us send you this follow-up material free of charge. You can call us on 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, as we move further into our study of Acts, join Pastor Greg as he shares some candid words of wisdom about the need for harmony in our relationships. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Why Do Christians Have to Suffer? If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.